Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Tech and Beer. We're live again today from the Celtic Corner in uh, Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. And boy, it's a hot one. We really need the beers that we've got today. Uh, my guest today is uh, Sean Williams, who is the uh, brand strategist and co-founder of Dashboard Marketing. Uh, no, Dashboard. Dashboard Marketing. Dashboard Marketing. No, you, got it, you got it right. I got it right. I knew right. I was going to make a mistake. I just yeah. was where well, it was going to be. That'll be one of many along the way. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> And uh, yeah, today we're going to be talking about a really interesting topic. It's, we're going to talk about technology and marketing and how technology has affected marketing, both from how it affects us as consumers and how it affects the way companies go to market and leverage technology. Uh, so yeah, so let's get started. So hey, welcome to the show, Sean. Thank you for having me. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for coming. And, I uh, should have been wearing shorts and a, and a, you know, a, a tank top type of thing. But, absolutely. Uh, I dressed up for this, not knowing how hot it was going to be in here. But. Well, we thought we'd just got over the hump with the hot weather, but then today just comes out of the blue yeah. and boom. But that's what the beer's for. There we go. Cheers so, on that. Cheers. And uh, what are we drinking today? Do you remember? I do not. Uh, I think it was some <laughs> special beer from Keith. Yeah, so I think it's the, the, the Zwickel beer. Okay. I may have pronounced that wrong. It's uh, especially made for the Celtic Corner here um, by Alexander Keith's down in Halifax. Um, and it's really interesting. It's kind of cloudy, so you think it's going to be heavy, but it's light and refreshing. Um, almost a little kind of uh, citrusy, yeah, uh, yeah, but not but not sweet or heavy. Yeah. So yeah, it's delicious. I'm going to yeah. have another swig. It's beautiful. So so yeah. So tell me about your background. Uh, obviously, you're a, you're a marketing guy, but. How did you get into marketing? Uh, well, funny enough, uh, my marketing adventures kind of started in beer. Perfect. Um, <laughs> I'm going to pitch another company. I started working for Molson many, many years ago. Okay. And uh, was the campus rep at uh, the University of Toronto in Ryerson when I was uh, emerging from Toronto. So it wasn't a bad job to have in the uh, university yeah. days where I was driving around delivering kegs to fraternity parties. You know, you would have been a popular guy. <laughs> I had a few friends and the yeah. business card got me into a lot of good places. So I started off then because um, during the time working for the company, one of the big uh, marketing launches or product launches they did was uh, Red Dog, uh, okay. which a lot of people uh, you know, tried, kind of didn't like, but it was a little bit of a ahead of its time because it was an alt beer. So it was a bit yeah. more of a craft style beer but the marketing efforts were just over the top. You wow. know, the advertising was everywhere. Tommy Lee Jones was the voice of this red dog, bulldog that was used in the advertising. Awesome. And just really intrigued me because um, uh, it was just an exciting time and it was an exciting effort. So uh, I worked for them for a couple of years and then made a move into the ad agency business in Toronto and worked for a couple uh, big uh, agencies there. Uh, sometime on the media side, some on the account service side, and then um, worked uh, for some big brands, Kraft, CIBC, Dare Foods, you know, a right. variety of different uh, activities and, and uh, different brands I worked on. And then made the move to, uh, to the client side and uh, worked for a company called Nikon, the imaging okay. company, which these guys are using for their... Uh, their audio and video, uh, more of the video equipment. So many tie-ins, there's the beer, there's, there's the cameras. There's the beer, the like cameras. And I love Nikon because I actually studied photography in, in university and they were my brand of choice. And it was an exciting time because they were introducing uh, digital photography, uh, right. entry level, consumer level digital photography. And then um, over those years, I met my wife and, and uh, she's a Newfoundlander, okay. uh, also my business partner right now at Dashboard Marketing. And uh, she kind of uh, threw the pitch out about moving, uh, moving east. 
And uh, after a few years at Nikon, we moved out to uh, Halifax and uh, awesome. I worked for an agency out here. She worked for a telecommunications com company out here and um, uh, I launched my own business about almost 11 years ago. It was very creatively named Sean Williams Marketing Group. And then uh, my wife uh, convinced me to uh, get into business with her and we launched okay. Dashboard Marketing in uh, January. Fantastic. So it was, uh, you know, it was good timing, good complimentary services yeah. for both of us. And uh, our past in the different areas, she's had a lot of tech and startup experience, market research as well. And mm -hmm. I've had others and, and a lot of brand focus for me. Uh, yeah. uh, she's more market, market, marketing planning. Uh, so it was just really, uh, it was the right time to do it. And, um, and, and we've been going gangbusters ever since. So That's awesome. Fun. Well, you, and you've been involved in the community a lot in, oh, in yeah. lots of other ways as well. Yeah, yeah. When, when, I, when we moved here, it was our, our uh, we often said we will say yes to everything because we didn't know anybody. Mm. Uh, Sarah went to school at, uh, at Dow. Uh, I didn't know anybody here in Halifax, and yeah. so we just kind of said yes to everything and, and got to meet a lot of great people. Right. Uh, I worked for uh, an ad agency called Bristol, which isn't around anymore, unfortunately but they opened up a lot of doors for me and introduced me to a lot of different people. And Sarah worked for a, a local, you know, quite a large telecommunication company locally here. And, uh, and she met a lot of people that way. So, and, and when I went out on my own, um, it, was, it wasn't planned. And so mm. from that point, I wanted to kind of give back. So that's how we met was yeah. through Startup HFX. And uh, I do a lot of volunteer time and give back to the startup community and, and uh, you know, really kind of offer marketing advice to yeah. startups and and entrepreneurs which you know they need a lot of uh, you know it's not even, often top of mind for a lot of businesses so and and you know what it's even if you're an established company um i, I think sometimes for an established company it can be more daunting than for the startup yeah. companies because yeah, most of the startup companies are a lot of them are in the tech space mm -hmm. so they've got some you know knowledge of some yes, of the challenges so, yes sometimes. no like I, I'd, say, I'd say you know in, in like Volta, working out of there, it's right. all tech, right? Yeah. But I work with uh, Seed, and, and they're they're supporting every okay. type of entrepreneur. Yeah. They're supporting entrepreneurs that are setting up a retail shop in Dartmouth, or right. they're setting up an export business to Africa, or whatever it might be. And yeah. it's really neat to talk to them about, first of all, their business plan, and and but often it's it's whenever we're in front of them or talking to them, the marketing side is the weakest. Right. Um, and it, a lot of it because people aren't marketers. They're, they're entrepreneurs. They've got a great idea. They see the opportunity. They're good at what they're doing in their business and sure. that's their focus. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So marketing isn't always top of mind, but it is incredibly important. As, yeah. as I think most people would agree, they just may not have the funds for it. They may not have the resources for it. Yeah. They just may not know where to start. Right. Uh, but uh, your point also is we work with a lot of established companies that have been yeah. around for a while and a lot of them, they're overwhelmed not so much by marketing but what is going on in marketing right so we've the topic today of just okay where do i start social media email marketing like what what is it i need to do and how do such i do a, it such a big topic i mean we've got a slide here that uh, we can just pop up and it shows the companies that are today in the technology marketing space mm. and i think there's almost eight thousand of them seven yeah. or eight thousand of them so when you look at the slide like you can't even make any of them out, right? There's no. so there's so many companies on the slide. It's such a crowded space. Um, it's the emphasis of logo soup. Yeah, exactly. So, if you're a business owner, and you're looking, well, what, what, how do I choose a tool? How what do I leverage? What, well, like, what, what's your advice there? How do you, how do you kind of narrow it down? How do you focus in? I, I you know, I, I've, it's going to sound self-serving, but it's often the, you start with somebody that knows marketing, mm. not 
technology or marketing technology. It's, it's, you know, a lot of companies, be it their internal resource that might be a marketing manager or a VP marketing would mm -hmm. be the first place to look to, to say, to say yeah. okay, we need to grow, we need to do this, whatever needs to happen, um, where do we start? And they're, they're, those internal resources are the, are the best folks to look to. Right. Then there's other folks that are external, like myself and my, my wife at Dashboard, that we advise companies. We, we give them marketing counsel and it's, and it's across everything. And, and, it's, mm. and ultimately it always goes back to what are you trying to do and achieve? Yeah. Who is your market segment um, and your audience group that you really need mm. to engage? And then, okay, let's figure out what's right because a lot of times, you know, clients will say, "Well, I, I need to do more social media marketing." Well, right. Let's step back and figure out, okay, who is your audience and where are yeah. they in the social space? What are the best tactics? Do we need to engage them organically? Do we have to target them with paid advertising, mm. remarket to them, whatever that might be? So it is, it is often a a tough place to start. And there's other other environments. A number of companies work with ad agencies. Mm. Uh, digital marketing shops. So there's a lot of lot of you know folks that can counsel them on on, mm. on where to go. Uh, we like our approach because the model of the business allows us to be very impartial. We often will actually step into companies and be their marketing, mm. their in-house marketing person for two days a week. Yeah. So we're we're loyal to them and we'll bring forward the right solutions for the for their needs. So. Right. So from your perspective, though, how do you when well. I guess maybe how is the wrong word, but uh, when you look at the landscape today, like what are the exciting technologies? What are the ones that, because I mean, if you look at as me as a consumer, and, and I've been on kind of both sides of the fence as well, marketing stuff and, and buying stuff, I'm affected in so many different ways now that I didn't used to be. If you go back 20 years, 10 years, sure. even 15 years, right? Sure. Like uh, the technology has changed the game by enabling social media, mm. allowing uh, us to connect in different ways and opening up new new platforms so from your perspective what are the exciting tools and, and what, what are the exciting things that, that that are out there that we should start looking at companies just well it's, at. it's funny I just did a talk recently to the uh, Dalhousie MBA class okay. uh, a couple weeks ago and it was just more about you know ten things to look at for marketing hmm. and one of the topics I, I brought up was search and and voice search okay is that you know, you talk to a lot of marketers and clients and everybody else, they're like, okay, how do I get my, my um, website ranked high? How do right. I get that keyword found through the, the search engine and all that? Yeah. The challenge companies are now gonna have is when people do voice searches. Right. Through Google Home, Alexa, all that, and, and mm. we speak differently than we type. Yeah. And, and up until this point, everybody's been writing content for, for websites based on how people type stuff in. And, and tagging images and meta tags and H1s and all these different yeah. references to websites and building websites. And now the big shift is, okay, mobile, mobile first design and all of that. Uh, but now what, what's gonna, what, it's, what is it gonna be for voice? Right. And, and I don't like, it's only just scratching the surface. I was talking to a resource yeah. we use in the SEO space and he was talking about the Google Analytics side. And Google, I believe is, is looking at how do they track the voice searches. Right. Because you can search you know, by browser and see all the stats and analytics yeah. on how people are finding it. What about voice? Yeah. And, and how then do you build a website and populate content in that site for voice? Right. So that, that was That's a really, really yeah. neat one to look at because it's, again, it's the whole idea of how I ask Google Home to search for something is very different than how I'm gonna type it in on yeah. the computer and I, or on my phone. I find the whole voice 
kind of sex uh, voice enabled technology kind of interesting because I, I always go back to, I, I'm a Trekkie. I was a Trekkie when I was a kid. Same and, here. And you go back and they, you know, next generation, they walk in the room and they say, computer. Yeah. The, you know, this, that, that, what a prediction for the future. But the, the thing is, they were predicting it way further out than it's actually come. It's come around now. It's, sure. it's, it's here. Like we walk in our home and we've got, like you say, Alexa, we've got Siri, we've yeah. got, you know, Google. Um, and how, you, you how do companies... That, though, the, the whole kind of machine learning piece, right. which is another, of course, big topic yeah. for everything. Um, because in this same uh, talk I had with, with the MBA class, one guy who was in the tech space, he's like, well, you know, when we talked about the whole thing of the, the, the machine is listening, like Alexa is listening, right? Yeah. Because she's waiting and, and listening to what you're saying and, and adjusting how she feeds you the information based right. on what she hears. And I'm talking about her as she's a person. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, um, but then the, the fit in the, that, that piece of, okay, they are evaluating what you're saying, where you're going, what you're doing, what you're searching, like, yeah. and they're learning from that. So they're gonna start you know, understanding better how to put forward the information you're going to ask about. And you know what? I've had some, we've all had the experiences where we've searched for something online and then all of a sudden the next 20 websites we look at have adverts for what we were searching for, right? We've all had that experience. Sure. But I've had some interesting experiences where I'm like, I've been talking about something and I've gone to websites and the adverts for what I'm talking about are online. And I don't know if it's public knowledge yet, maybe I'm out of the loop on it, but I'm pretty sure that there's, if you don't have certain things turned on or off, depending what, you know, what you allow on your smartphone or on your desktop, laptop, um, it is listening. Even sure. if you've got a smart TV, it's listening, right? And Whoa. where does that information go? Because you know, sometimes it's, it's uh, really specific items. Mm. You know, it's not like, it's not, it's not generic enough that it could just be a guess. Mm. <laughs> So, yeah, no, and it's funny you say that because I remember when um, you know when Facebook went through their whole situation of privacy, and and Zuckerberg was being interviewed by the I think the Senate in the U.S. Right. and they I think somebody had asked him, "Do you have the voice capability?" And he and I don't think he even knew or he didn't reveal. He said, "Well, I think we do, but I, it's not turned on yet." Right. Well, to that point, I've heard the yeah. same reference of like somebody's been talking about somebody, and then they go on Facebook, and they're 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 an ad is presented to them. Yeah. And it, and they're like, well. How did that happen? Because they didn't visit the site, and then yeah. in turn, you know, as you, with other references, you'd be remarketed to because you went to the site, you didn't convert in whatever way, and so they're going to follow you around for a bit. Yeah. So with that, it's like, okay, how did you know that I was talking about that or thinking about that? It's, exactly. It's yeah, the, you know, this whole AI machine learning, like, it's it's impressive to see what it's doing and how it's going to help things. Yeah. It is a little scary at times too. Absolutely, there's a, there's a huge, uh, personally I've said this before, I, I don't have any, um, or I minimize the smart devices. I don't have a smart TV, I don't have Alexa, I don't have, I, and I'm not gonna, I'm not there yet. I don't think we understand the risks fully. And it's not that I don't like it, I think it's amazing. But again, when you've got a family, and uh, you know, the data that they are, until I'm assured that the, I know exactly what data they're collecting, and I've got control of that data, um, you know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not quite ready for it yet. Yeah. Um, well, but, but again, this it's going to come, and I'm probably going to be uncomfortable when it comes. But again, then I'll get yeah. used to it, and it'll just be Star the way Trek. It is. It, it, yeah. It, it, it was there, and it's you know it is here. Mm. And, and uh, but again, interesting in the session, one of the other uh, students talked about her sector, which was health services, and a lot of um, 
people in retirement living facilities or nursing homes, assisted living, they might have this and, and it's mm. a, they prefer that type of device than say something that's around their neck that they press or whatever. Right. Because they can call out saying, Google, I, hey Google, I've fallen down, call 911. Right. Like, and so it's, it's that safety aspect for certain people in certain situations. That makes but, so much sense. Yeah. But again, you know, they're going to be listening and, 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 you know, especially of that older generation, it's even probably more shocking or surprising when they get right. something fed to them or presented to them that they're like, how did you know? Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit, got to fly there. Let's talk mm -hmm. a little bit about um, some of the tools that are available to businesses today. And I know that you know, things like marketing automation, it's a big, it's a big buzzword. Yeah. Um, and there's lots of platforms out there that businesses can subscribe to. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, because a lot of that stuff is, you know, as a, as a person in my role, a little bit sales focused. So, you know, I've used tools where we link up to our website, we grab people's information, yeah. we use it, it pulls in a lead. Um, and it can give me a surprising amount of information, but a lot of it's, is it accurate? Is it not accurate? You know, is it? Well, I, I, and I, I, I think, it's going to be as effective as as it can be based on the data that's, you know, the whole big data piece of mm. okay, what data do you have available, and and in turn, who's managing it? Because right. one one thing that a lot of people, a lot of companies don't realize is they talk about marketing automation, or we're going to automate this, automate that. That's great, but the resources behind it, you need mm. to keep in mind. You, you, who's going to manage this? There, yeah. You need people to manage it, and it's not some you know, consumer uh, or a computer science grad out of a DAO. Right. It, it's somebody with thought about uh, engaging a lead, you know, customer service, you know, putting somebody through that path to purchase, mm. that type of thing. So there's got to be some thoughts towards it and understanding of the bigger picture, the messaging, the brand, all of that. But then the other piece is the, the content that a lot of these systems feed. So mm. what are you going to put in that email that goes out to somebody that's inquired about this? Right. Or what, you know, what white paper you're going to, pr uh, you know, create for that downloadable engagement yeah. conversion opportunity to collect that email address and then carry yeah. on, right? There, like a lot of clients and, and one client I worked for that was a national uh, retail automotive group, we spent, you know, geez, 40, 50, $60,000 just on creating content. And this yeah. was, you know, blog content, this was white papers, yeah. this was, you know, case studies, it was all this different type of content that mm -hmm. has to, will, would feed all of this. And, and I think a lot of people don't realize the, the surrounding elements that come into play. And, and a lot of these companies will create this content for you, right. which is great. But again, you've got to brief them, you've got to tell them what, what, what your brand's about, what your messaging is, you know, what your pers buyer personas are, all of the different elements you need to fit into that to, and, and allow them to do it. I've been in situations where you gotta be careful with the people that create content for you because, sure. you know, I, I've been in situations where I, we hired a company, uh, one, of the, one of my past employers, we hired a company to create a whole bunch of content and post it on social media, and probably 80% of it wasn't relevant. Yeah. Um, it was kind of close, you know, but it was almost like, they had hired someone that didn't quite know us. There yep. was that little bit of a gap there and they were using the tool perhaps. And it was like, so, so there are gaps in the technologies and the processes, sure. right? Like it's, it's, it's not foolproof yet. So you gotta, you're no. right, you gotta have someone that manages it correctly. It, it, um, it really does, it, it, I'm, I'm always, and I do sound like a broken record with certain clients. I, I will always go back to a, a couple fundamental pieces that are 
they're they're old school in, in the sense yeah. of marketing. It's it's your brand, yeah, and your audience. Mm. And and if you don't have a clear understanding of those pieces, everything else is not not going to work. Yeah. It's really not going to work for you. And then then of course everything else. There's so many other things that come into play. Then do you have the right people in place? Yeah. To manage those elements and then bring in the right resources to mm. automate things and, and and ultimately to drive business because everything you're doing and, and has to be done mm. is, is to drive business. Yeah, growth, sustaining something, you know, retaining people. Mm. It's not all about acquisition. It's yeah. the retention piece as well. So all of these things, it's awesome that there's so much opportunity and there's so many technologies and services available. But if you don't have the understanding of who you are, who your customers are, yeah. and what that plan is. It, it's 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 just going to waffle, and it, yeah. and it can't be the corner of somebody's desk. Yeah, a lot of clients, they that's that's the issue, right? I, I talk about it a lot with all of my clients, really, in, and it, it almost doesn't matter what the technology is if you if you if you don't understand the business when you implement it. Yeah, but you know, you, you're really just like, hey, how much am I going to throw against the wall and hope it sticks, yep. right? It's like a crab shoot. So, yeah, you're, you know, that makes sense. Well, and, and back to the, you know all these tools and technologies, if you look at your audience and, and be whatever segment, they're all going to be touched in by technology mm. in some way, and they're going to use some sort of technology. But how do they want to be communicated to? Right. And, and, and this is a bit anti the conversation, but I've worked with clients where we've, we've gone old school, where we found out through customer discovery that the one thing that they really appreciate is a handwritten note from the president. Right. Thank you for your business. Yeah. I've got one client that he sits down, I think it's almost every Friday for half of the day and just writes out personal notes to yeah. his customers to thank them for the business. Yeah. Now they do email outreach, they do blogs, they've got a, a, an active website that mm. converts, they're present on social media, they're all, all of these things, which is our, all the thing, other things yeah. we've got them into. But that was another recommendation. We said, well, we found this out about your customers and we can yeah. do all this great stuff, but maybe you should add this little piece because it's yeah. going to get your business. Right. And even though it's soft and fuzzy and all that, it does get business. It keeps business and it's talked about. So change track a little bit here. So if I'm a business owner today, what, what technology tools should I be using? Like what, what are no brainers to you that are like, boom, I should, I should be doing this. Well, and, and I don't mean to not answer the question, but again, it but goes, I can't it, not answer the question. No, no, no. But it, it goes, <laughs> I, get, I keep going back. It, it goes back to your customers. Sure. But, so there's, who are your but there's a lot of tools out there. Oh, so, sure. So like, and, and email, for instance, like email yeah. is not dead. And I for even sure. work yeah. in the higher education sector and everybody's like, oh, well, potential students aren't, aren't using email. Email yeah. still has a place in that, in that process and, and engaging them. Email's big, social media, of course, but again, right. doing the evaluation of what is the right environment to be in. Yeah. It, it can't be everything to everybody. Yeah. If you are a B2B, skewed company. LinkedIn, of course, is a great environment for just finding the contacts you yeah. want to reach out to. If you're into more like the retail side, Facebook, like even though they've had security issues, it, it's now another search engine, right? People are yeah. going on Facebook to find out hours, what's post your, reviews. All what's that your thought on Facebook for uh, B2B? Because I've heard, I've heard two different schools of thought on it. One is that's ah, like getting invited to uh, somebody's barbecue that you don't really know. And then the other thought is, well, you know, everybody's on it, so you should be on it. Yeah, and, and it's with, um, and actually one of your past guests, uh, Kevin from Conduct, 
I worked for Conduct for a year okay. and, and worked with them on their marketing efforts. And, and we looked at social and, and boosted, uh, while I was with them, really boosted up their efforts. Facebook wasn't part of the mix. Right. Because we just, we did the evaluation. We looked at who our audience was yeah. and where they were. And, and now saying that, you know, a Facebook-owned company, Instagram was definitely an environment that we had to step into because yeah. a lot of their strength and conditioning coaches and sports, uh, you know, characters were, were definitely present in that space. Yeah. So again, it kind of goes back to the, that customer discovery that if you're a B2B company, go out and find out who's out there. Like, yeah. are your competitors on, on, on Facebook? Are your customers on Facebook? Like, you, you gotta do that research to really understand who's there and who isn't. How, how about tools that are like behind the scenes, like the, um, you know, the HubSpots of the world and sure. uh, Hootsuites and, and stuff like that? Like. Um, are there any of those that really interest you or excite you? Oh yeah, or? HubSpot's a great resource and I know even just locally there's a couple um, marketing firms that are, are HubSpot certified and mm. they utilize that with a lot of their kind of uh, tools they offer their clients. And, and I've talked to clients about HubSpot, but again it goes back to, okay, do you have the budget, do you have the resources to manage mm. this and how does it fit into the broader efforts? Um, social media manage, management tools for sure, like uh, Hootsuite is, is often being my go-to for clients. Mm. Uh, Sprout Social is another one that's quite Sprout, good. I've heard of that, yeah. And the only challenge there is you have to pay for deeper level an analytics mm. and more accounts, and, and again, it just depends on what it is. Yeah. And those tools, especially on the social side, are, are, are godsend because yeah. um, to manage each channel is very challenging. Again, yeah. you're paying somebody a chunk of money to manage all this. These are tools that make their efforts and their time right. better spent and, and, and better focused. Yeah. Um, but even some, there's limitations with some of these. Some of them, uh, there's technical limitations with the APIs that plug into mm. Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever that might be. So there's always, you always have to kind of watch yeah. who's connected to the social platforms <laughs> and who's not. And yeah. part of it is a bit of due diligence when you're looking at them, right? It's funny because you talk about who's connected. One of the fights I've always had in Every organization I've worked with is when they talk about social media, it's, it's like, yeah, we want to do more in social media. We want to do this, we want to do that. I'm like, okay, well, you've got to have all your people engaged in it because it's the key word there is social, right? Like, if you don't have everybody engaged and, and not just, oh, yeah, they have an account. Are they, are they, do they log on once every six months and just, you know, they've got to be engaged, they've got to be liking stuff, they've got to be sharing stuff that their, yeah. their colleagues share. You know, that's how social media works, right? Mm. Um, so that's interesting. It, it, it is, it, it, it's, it, I 100% agree with that because uh, whenever we do talk to clients about social, we, we ask them about getting themselves set up. Like I'm working yeah. with, a, with another retail um, company here, they're a manufacturer and they're a retailer. And, and okay. it's been great because a number of their employees up through seeing the success on social, we've amped up their efforts, but also seeing the customers being present and active on, on the certain right. social channels, they've stepped in. And they're actively using it now as, as a business evaluation. Who's using what products? You know, are they right. using ours? Like that type of research effort. Um, the retail part of it is, is challenging because some people are very comfortable with social, mm. some aren't. So one store manager is very active on Instagram, posting a lot of great photographs. We right. share this the material we post through the, the corporate channels. But then yeah. other, other managers, they're like, I don't really use social and, and no fault. With, with them, so we say, okay, let us just take pictures, yeah. collect content, or maybe get somebody else in the, in, in, at your store to do it, and we'll share it, so yeah. we'll take care of that. So there is that social media management element that comes into play, yeah. 
but it is it is it's still a tough sell like you yeah. think oh come on everybody's on social well everybody is but they're not actively on social and they're not the active pieces to pe- yeah because that's the other thing it's comfort right because as we all know yeah. snapchat changes changes its interface instagram changes this facebook changes that like yeah. they everything changes so for a certain segment of the population they're like oh man this is too confusing i'm not going to even yeah. do it and also there's a lot of excuse my language a lot of bullshit out there that's posted for sure a lot of waste yeah that's true and it's like okay i don't need to see that i'm gonna unfollow them yeah. because of, of what they're posting and it's just fluff and it's not interesting and it's not relevant yeah so no makes a lot of sense well thank you very much it's been that was uh, it my god that's it that i know Listen, really, really 25 quickly. minutes goes whew. We, we, you know, we could keep talking for another couple of hours, probably. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I enjoy, of course, I'm in the business. <laughs> so I do enjoy talking about uh, marketing. So if, if anybody yeah. needs more advice or services, dashboardmarketing.ca uh, is our website. And that one there. That one there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, myself, Sean, or, or Sarah would gladly uh, have a chat with you. So. Yeah, and thanks for watching, guys. It's uh, another interesting episode. Uh, comes to an end and uh, going to be posted pretty soon on techandbeer.ca. And don't forget to follow us on our social media platforms. Uh, We're on LinkedIn, we're on Facebook and YouTube. And yeah, see you next time. Have a good one.